Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment, a weekly podcast of the Wingman Nation Men's Ministry, a scripturally driven men's ministry with three goals for every man, striving to be better husbands, better fathers, and more Christ-like and godly men. Join Wingman Nation co-founders Randy Ferreira and Pastor Jay Dennis and an occasional special guest as they discuss issues relevant to a man's needs, struggles, habits, and hurts. And now... Here's Randy and Pastor Jay. Hello, Wingman Nation, and welcome to the Wingman (laughs) Men's uh, Moment Podcast. We're glad you're here this morning with us, or whatever time of day you happen to be listening to us. My name's John Delaney. I'm your host for today, and I'm here with uh, Wingman Nation co-founders, Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferrer. Good morning, guys. It's not lunchtime yet, but it's getting close, isn't it? It's (laughs) coming. So we're glad that you're here. You know, uh, today we are going to be continuing on uh, our two-part series on the top 10 Mistakes Parents Make in Raising Their Children. It's based on Proverbs 22.6, which says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. So um, last week, we looked at the, at the first five of those mistakes. Um, number one, not continually working on having a growing marriage. And uh, there's some extreme importance in that. Uh, Lack of discipline or no discipline or too much discipline uh, or disciplining without love. Number three, trying to be a buddy instead of a parent. Um, Number four, neglecting to incorporate uh, spiritual into every area um, of of life. And then the last one, not expressing love. So uh, today we hit the last five. Pastor Jay, we're taking it away, right. brother. Thank you, John. Hey, Randy, Morning, good Jay. to see you today. Yeah, you too. Well, let's look at mistake number six, and that's not avoiding the terrible twos. Now, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying T-W-O, but T-O-O, the terrible twos, and there are three of them. Number one, giving them too much. Sometimes this occurs because a parent feels guilty. Usually he or she feels guilty because either of not spending enough time with the child, so they try to overcompensate with money, things, stuff, toys, gadgets, things to ride, and places to go. And what happens is it builds a false sense of expectancy within a child. He grows up thinking the world owes him something. Mm-hmm. So Guys, don't wimp out here. Don't be afraid to say no. Jesus even referred to this in Matthew 7, 9 through 11. Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Mm. Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give what is good to those who ask him? We give our children what is best for them, not what they always want. Well, there's another terrible two, and that's being too strict, too overprotective. It's now called helicopter parenting. This can cause a rebellion in your child when your child is in a situation when he or she has some freedom. You can never teach them responsibility if you don't give them some freedom. So quit worrying sick about every move they make. Teach them that life is tough, life is hard, 
Life is not fair. Not everybody gets a trophy to take home. That is reality. Keep them safe, but don't try to protect them from life's realities. Your job as a parent is to prepare them for those realities. That's where our strong faith comes in. And then number three is too busy, not enough time. The myth of quality time, not quantity time, is just that it is a myth. Absolutely. Your child needs your time and lots of it. You need hang time, time together having fun. You should have at least one meal together every single day. And we preach that a lot around here. We, we know how important that is. You should plan fun. You can never get that time back. Your children should remember that there was laughter in your home. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. Number seven. What? Oh, yeah, it's number seven. Number, number, seven. number seven. Wake up, John. Hello. <laughs> it's number two. Number seven, not teaching about money. Yeah. yeah. You know, we make such a great mistake when we don't teach our children about money. God's Word is filled with the principles of handling money in a successful way. It is, however, taught first by example, then by words. Right. right. Credit card companies are targeting teens as they have never before. That's right. Add to that uh, to false expectations about appearance. Just buy this designer outfit and you will have worth. You know, that, mm. that's all drilled into our, our kids as well. Yeah, everywhere you look. Been going on for a long time, yeah. too. You know, children need to know the value of the dollar from us. They need to know that it belongs to God, and the way to acknowledge that is to tithe by giving at least yes. 10%, of course, back to God. They need to be warned about impulse buying. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how much of that occurs today as that's well. That's right. You know, it speaks to this in First Timothy six six, but godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering, with these we shall be content. Mm. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root, is a root of all sorts of evil, and some, by longing for it, have wandered away from their faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. <clears throat> That's a powerful scripture there, yes. guys. And so our kids need to be taught to save money. They need to be taught to be generous to those in need, yet discerning. They need to be told the principles of if it sounds too good. To be true, it probably is. They need to be taught to wait on the Lord, to pray about major purchases. They need to be warned about get-rich-quick schemes, which there's lots still in the world today. That's Mm -hmm. right. You know, so many people, I've I've heard them say, well, you know, the Bible says that money's the root of all evil. But that's not what it says. Not at all. It says the love of money. That's it. Is the root of all evil. Yeah. And funny thing that, about the Bible is money is mentioned so many yeah, times exactly. and people don't get it. And they, they don't. No. And Jesus talked so much about money yeah, because absolutely. he knew that that would be such a big deal in our lives and it would uh, dominate us. Yeah. So good word. Number eight, mistake number eight, avoiding the talk about 
S-E-X. I was reading this story. It says, my wife was busy one evening pursuing her hobby of making porcelain dolls at a doll-making class, leaving me at home to watch our two children, Melinda, age seven, and Craig, age five. While I was chatting with a neighbor on the front porch, the phone rang. I was proud to hear Craig answer the phone promptly and politely. My pride vanished as I heard my son's response to the caller's request to speak to my wife. No, my mom's not here. She's out making a baby. <laughs> but my dad is here if you want to talk to him. <laughs> Naturally, the phone call was from one of the pastors of the church. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something you already know. It's uncomfortable to talk to your children about sex. They're hearing it everywhere else except from the people that love them the most and will add the character, the do the right thing factor. Do you want people who never include God teaching your child about sex? Mm -hmm. Most of the sex education of young men and women is coming not from the home, not from the Bible, but from Internet pornography. Mm -hmm. You know, your child needs to know God's definition of safe sex and and by that we mean it has nothing to do with latex. Yeah. <laughs> God's definition of safe sex is sex only between a male and female who are married. Abstinence only before marriage is God's plan for happiness. Yes. Folks, it always works. I am hearing more and more people asking, is it okay to live together before you're married? Well, we need to open up the Bible and teach them what God's Word, not what culture is saying. So I want to give you some scriptures here, and I I want you to look these up, because these need to be instilled into the life of your child. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 4. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. It is very important to know these scriptures And they clearly tell you God's definition of safe sex. I realize that in our culture that living together before being married is just the thing people do. Uh, That it's uh, very popular and try before you buy kind of attitude. That is not God's way. God's way is that you be married and sex within marriage. Further, parents, you need to monitor what is coming through on the various media outlets, the internet, the smartphone, TV, social media. Uh, we are in a battle, and we must begin to get a handle on this battle. Yes, yes. Number nine, uh, this mistake is not helping your child choose their friends. Mm. One of the most important things we can do for our kids is helping them choose their friends Mm -hmm. and helping them choose not to have friends that you may not approve of. Their friends will influence them like nothing else. That can be positive or it can be so negative and leading the kids down the wrong path depending on the friends. Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell. It's clear. We all know an Eddie Haskell. <laughs> yeah. It's clear biblically in 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Wow. That's true. You can't associate with people 
who don't love God have little, if any, convictions and disregard authority. It and it not affect your children. That's so true. It's let me read that. Let me, you know, I mean, we we just can't no. associate with those people, and and that doesn't mean you can't be right. friends or friendly and talk and be, of course, civil and right. all of that, and sh- you know, show them that you love the Lord. Um, but you know, we have to take advantage of the time when we're when uh, when you are more important. Your opinion yeah. is more important than your friends. That's a small wind of opportunity, isn't it, guys? Mm, it is. Because one day their friends and their friends' opinion may become just as important, if not more important, than yours. <laughs> wow. And number 10, not praying specifically for your child. Parents and grandparents make a great mistake when they are not daily committed to praying for four things in the life of their children. Yes. Four things. We're giving you these examples to help. Because you might go, well, how do I pray for my child? Uh, one is praying for their salvation. Yes. Should always be praying for the salvation of our kids. Pray that he or she will see the need to be saved. Yes. Pray that your child will have a real openness to God at an early age. Amen. And you continually reinforce that. Yeah. Number two. And I'm doing this one right now constantly uh, because I have a son who's in college and he's finishing up. Pray for the selection of their mate. Yes. Many of us have heard stories about children that have married the wrong person. And it's uh, unfortunate, but it's yeah. it's a difficult time for, for them and for the family. So we That's should right. be praying for our son's wife or praying for our daughter's husband. Yes. Pray for their dating life. Pray they would be sensitive to Holy Spirit when the right one comes along because they could miss an opportunity that the Holy Spirit is putting before them. Exactly. And, you know, you had mentioned, Randy, about uh, praying for their salvation. Most people are saved by the age of 13. Those who come to Christ, most of the majority, have done so by the age of 13. Mm. So we need to instill that early on uh, about the issue of salvation. Well, number three, pray for their vocation. You should be praying for your child's future job, their profession, their vocation. Your child will be spending most of his or her life doing that job. Mm -hmm. Pray they will seek God's will early about what they want to spend their life doing. Pray that whatever vocation that they uh, that they embrace, that they will see that as a mission field and a way to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a fourth thing. Pray for their protection. You should be praying daily for God's hedge of protection around your child. There are evil influences lurking everywhere they go, physically, emotionally, morally, spiritually, relationally. Job 1.10, have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? Pray for that hedge of protection around your marriage and around your children. When your life is right with God, you can pray that invisible, spiritual, supernatural, protective hedge around your child. Now, let's make an admission. Every parent makes mistakes. With some of them, we need to go to our children and apologize. Others need to go to God and confess those mistakes and try to make them right. 
and then don't get bogged down in guilt. Let God forgive you, apologize where you need to, and move on with your life. Randy, there is a tremendous story that I want you to share with our listeners. Yes, it's called The Father's Influence to the World. So many years ago, a small Jewish boy asked his father, why must we surrender our Jewish faith and start to attend Lutheran services here in Germany? The father replied, Son, we must abandon our faith so that people will accept us and support our business adventures. The young lad never got over his disappointment and bitterness. His faith in his father and his religion were crushed. When the lad left Germany, he went to England to study at the British Museum where he formed his philosophies for life. From those intensive investigations, he wrote a book that changed the world called The Communist Manifesto. Oh, wow. From that book, one-third of the world fell under the spell of Marxist-Lentist ideologies. Yes. The name of that little boy was Karl Marx. Mm. He influenced billions into a stream that for 70 years ruined, imprisoned, and confused many lives. Today, that system of thinking is crumbling, but only after people got a good look at its tragic consequences. The influence of this father's hypocrisy multiplied in infamity. Without godly faith, all of us are subject to distortions in our perspectives. Wow. You think about a father's influence. Had that father been true to his faith, There might not have been communism. Yes. Wow. Well, there's so many things that that we could say, but we hope that you'll take these these 10 uh, that we've looked at, 10 mistakes that parents make in raising their children over the last two weeks and begin to correct those mistakes. Remember, it's never too late to start doing the right thing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Until next week. Wing man out. Thank you for listening to the Wingman Men's Moment weekly podcast. The Wingman Men's Ministry is based around the Air Force concept of a wingman. It uses the fighter jet theme and parallels the duties of a wingman in the Air Force, his commitment to his pilot and flight team, and how they're related to the men of your church and their commitment to God in their lives, their families, and their Christian brothers. Visit us at wingmannation.com. 